0: Welcome to the Zoe Now podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Lizzie. And we are so glad you're here. It's just Jesus alone. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the secret place. Staying in that intimacy with him. Staying in that secret place where all you see is him. All you know is him. All you want is him. It's the secret place. Uh, like Rob said, we have been going through a refining fire. This year has been one of the hardest years of my life, but also one of the most beautiful because I have found Jesus in a way that I've never known. I've never experienced. I've never felt him like this. I was raised in a Christian home and I have amazing parents. And it's like I'm reading this word for the first time. It's literally become breath and life to me, the way that Jesus intended for this word to be. About three weeks ago, I was in the presence of Jesus and I've encountered I've encountered him. But I encountered him in a way that I've never experienced before. I actually my spirit was actually lifted up to heaven. And I sat in his throne. And I worshiped him. And just one moment in the presence of Jesus, sitting at his throne will change your life. There's nothing like it. Because there's nothing like Him. There's nothing like encountering Him. And since then, I've been sitting in the book of Revelation, actually chapter four, which is ironic because Revelation is a book of the Bible that I've really strayed away from. There's a lot of theories. There's a lot of, it's a very deep <laughs> place to sit. But in chapter 4, I've just been embarking there, and I, and I want to challenge you. If you read something in the Word and Holy Spirit lightens that up for you, sit there. Sit there until he tells you you can move on maybe a month, maybe a week. But he's highlighting something for you that he wants to get in you. So receive that living word from him. So I've been sitting in this chapter and I've just been burning to share what he has been giving me because it has truly changed my life. I was reflecting yesterday when I was praying how much I've grown in the past six months. And it almost got me excited. Actually, it did get me excited because that's what we want. We want growth, right? We don't want to look back and say, oh, 10 10 years ago, I'm dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with today. I have those same wounds that are crippling me and affecting me. We don't want that. We want to be constantly growing and changing in his presence and the intimacy with him is like nothing you've ever experienced. Six months from now, I want to be more intimate with Jesus than I am today. Going from glory to glory, I want to burn for him. He burns for you. Did you know that? Jesus burns for you. There are actually two attributes that describe God. The first one is that he is light. There's many verses in the Bible that talk about this, but one of them is Psalms 104. It says he wraps himself in light, that he is the God of light. And there is no darkness in Jesus. Darkness cannot live in him. He is only pure light. You know, every time I, like, reflect on the word purity, I think of children. Children are so pure. And I think that's why our hearts are so drawn to the children in Uganda, because they have nothing. They have nothing but Jesus. And that purity that just radiates off of them. It just... It's like looking into the eyes of Jesus. And then the second thing, attribute is that God is fire. He's actually a consuming fire, according to Hebrews 12 29. The consuming speaks to his emotions, his jealousy, and his pursuit of you. Think about that. So you have this burning God that was born into the world and became a man. He took on flesh. And what did he do? He went to the cross and he bore the punishment for our sins. And for the zeal and honor of his holiness and love, Jesus hung on the cross paying for our sins. But then he went to the grave. And what happened when he went to the grave? He broke the power and ascended to the right hand of God. If that doesn't drop you to your knees, (laughs) we have this beautiful, pure Father who is full of light and has no darkness. And he burns a consuming fire for you as he sits at the right hand of the Father. He has been in the ministry of intercession for the last 2,000 years. He forever lives to make intercession for you. Wow. Wow. We are here because of this beautiful man who's burning. Everything in the presence of God is burning. Do you know what the baptism of fire is? It's when your inside and your outside become one. It burns and consumes. It judges and it refines. It tenderizes you. It tenderizes you. Why do you think Jesus was moved with compassion? It tenderizes you. So we're going to go to Revelation 4. And for all of you scholars, you know, I don't know. I don't pretend to know everything about Revelation. But here's what I know, what Jesus has been showing me. And I want to paint an imagery as we read it. I want you to even close your eyes and see this picture in your head as we kind of dissect it, because it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. So John has this incredible encounter with Jesus, and he ascends into the heavenlies. In verse 1 is where we're going to start. John saw a heavenly portal open before him. And the same trumpet voice he heard speaking at the beginning, that's back in chapter 1, Jesus was speaking to him, broke the silence and said, ascend into this realm. Jesus is opening the door and he's saying, come in. I want to show you some things. I want to reveal to you. And John was instantly, I love that word, instantly Jesus take us there into the spirit realm. And behold, he saw a heavenly throne set in the place and someone seated upon it. His appearance was sparkling like crystal. His appearance is literally glowing manifesting off of him. And there's a a chameleon gemstone, like a fiery red, coming out of him as well. Surrounding the throne, so you've got the throne in the center, and surrounding it was a circle of green light, like an emerald rainbow. So picture a rainbow, and then hues of greens coming through surrounding this throne. Encircling the great throne were 24 thrones with elders in glistening white garments, and each one wearing a golden crown. And there were pulses from the throne with blinding flashes of lightning crashes of thunder and voices when i hear, hear the word pulsing i think of when you go to a concert and you're too close to a speaker and it's going through your entire body it's pulsing it's pulsing the sound is pulsing and burning before the throne are seven blazing torches which represent the seven spirits in god And in front of the throne, there was a pavement like a crystal sea of glass right before the throne of Jesus, a crystal sea of glass. Around the throne on each side stood four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. Each of the four living creatures had six wings also full of eyes, it says in, ver- in chapter 5 of Revelation that also around this throne are angels, myriads and myriads of angels, which translates to billions of angels. So you have the elders around the throne, you have the creatures around the throne, and you have the angels around the throne. And what are they all doing? They worshiped without ceasing day and night, singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures gave glory, honor, and thanks, To the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne, and they worship the one who lives forever and ever. Singing, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your plan, they were created and exist. every single second every single moment they were prostrate before jesus worshiping him the angels the elders and the creatures they couldn't turn away from god why do you think they can't stop singing they can't stop looking at him He always breaks in with such a fresh discovery of who he is. (sighs) It's as if they've seen him for the first time, every single second. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why do you think the creatures have eyes literally all over their bodies? they can't stop looking at their Lord. All they want to do is behold his beauty and his glory. His greatness is unsearchable. You see, all you need is one moment in the presence of Jesus. Nothing is the same after that. Think of that. Receiving that moment after moment, every second, every second. Why would you want to look away from that? Why would you want to look away from his glory, his beauty, his kindness, his love, his generosity, his purity, his goodness? Why would you look anywhere else but to receive his glory? I believe that God is taking us into the spirit to begin to see him in a way that we have never seen him before. You see, there's an incredible power when we magnify Jesus and make everything about him. There is an incredible power when we get lost in the search and discovery of him. Can I tell you something? God isn't looking for people that are coming to receive. He's looking for those who want to pour their lives out to him and give him everything. And once we stop making it about us and about him, nothing will be the same. Your life will be forever changed. I was reading in uh, Second Chronicles 5, and this is a whole other sermon that I could get into about the priests. But one thing that really stood out to me is that these priests in in this story, they were praising and thanking their Lord. They were they were singing and playing their instruments and saying, Jesus, you are good. Your loving kindness endures forever. And it was the then that the glory came down and they couldn't even stand. I want to be in that continual place. I want Jesus to continually wreck me with his love. I want to be a peculiar people, on fire burning for him. I want to be so hungry for Jesus that even if I do something that might seem crazy in the world, I don't even care. It's like what Rob said. there could be a snake biting you and you just, cause you, all you're looking at is him. I've been doing this every morning where I'm just worshiping Jesus. I'm literally just sitting on my floor and giving him honor. First, first place. And it's changed the way that I see and I think and I react Because when you hunger God, you don't go through the motions. It's not a game. It's the real deal. You want the spirit of revelation in your life. And when it comes, it hits you like you've never seen before, and you're forever changed. I sincerely believe that Jesus is awakening us to the atmosphere of heaven. (laughs) And he is creating in us a spiritual hunger which accesses the depths of God.